Before we begin, a reminder that nothing on this podcast is intended as a statement of faith, doctrine, or fellowship, and this podcast is not affiliated with any church, school, or calling body. Welcome to the Gird Up Podcast. My name is Charlie Ungemach, and we're glad that you're here. I'll be joined in just a moment by this week's guest, but before that, I want to say thank you to all those who help support the Gird Up Project. All of our content here at Gird Up is available free to anyone anywhere in the world who might benefit from our message, and we want to keep it that way. But we rely upon the contributions of our listeners in order to do so. You will never see any paywalls or exclusive content here at Gird Up. That being said, it does cost money to put a show like this together, so if you find what we're doing here valuable and you're willing and able to do so, please go to www.girdupministries.com, click on the menu, and select Buy Us a Cup of Coffee. That $5 donation goes a long way towards keeping this podcast going, and it helps us reach other men just like you. God's blessings, fellas. Enjoy the show. All right, dudes, forgive me, but one more advertisement before we finally get into the show here. I want to talk about Beats for Heartbeats. Beats for Heartbeats uh, was established as a nonprofit organization in 2020, but fundraising efforts in the form of an event, Beats for Heartbeats, began in 2019. The mission of Heartbeats, Inc. is to celebrate the value of every life through the power of Christ. This is accomplished by acting as a conduit to provide support through awareness and fundraising for organizations that aggressively focus their efforts efforts on benefiting abundant life for the most vulnerable, including pro-life and pregnancy counseling, foster care and adoption services, combating human sex trafficking, um, depression counseling, and both suicide and euthanasia prevention. Currently, Beats for Heartbeats raises funds through an outdoor music festival Um, which takes place each fall in West Bend, Wisconsin. And this year's event will take place on September 17th at the Washington County Fairgrounds. Performances will start at 2.30 and include him and her worship, who've been on the show a couple of times, Koine the Church Band, Brian uh, from Koine has also been on the show before. They'll also feature (laughs) Rhett Walker and Sanctus Real. So um, a great ticket. Um, it's going to be an awesome show. Last year's show was an absolute blast. The Gird Up Bros and I will also be there once again, and we'll hope that we'll see you there as well. Mark your calendars for September 17th at the Washington County Fairgrounds up there in Wisconsin for Beats for Heartbeats 2022. We'll see you there. Gentlemen, our guest today is Marcus Smith from Beats for Heartbeats or Heartbeats Inc. Um, our I'll, alongside me on the interview side this week is Gustav Wentz. What's up, Gustav? Oh, nothing much, just hanging out. And uh, we've got uh, Marcus here as well. So, welcome, Marcus. Welcome to the Geared Up Podcast. Oh, well, thank you for having me. <laughs> well, we're absolutely glad to have you. Uh, and we're really excited about Beats for Heartbeats. Um, we were there last year and we absolutely yeah. loved the event. It was a blast. It was amazing. I like I expected it to be fun, but honestly I had a way it was oh, it was awesome. And we were in like in the lower level um hanging out with the Bloomer family and it was oh, it was just super cool to be to be down there and that close with with Crowder. So I'm I'm excited to see excited to see to, to experience it again this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, well, it's good that you guys stopped by. What what was your favorite part of it? If you don't mind me asking uh well if i can jump in here real quick uh honestly i just love seeing all the people 
I was I was sincerely surprised. I guess my mind wasn't really like considering what it was going to look like when we showed up. And so when we walked up and there were hundreds of people just milling about, having fun, gathered to listen to Christian music under, you know, this idea that these heartbeats matter, right? It was super cool. So getting to socialize, meet new people. Marcus, do you know what the final number for attendance was last year? I think it was somewhere around like 2,200. We don't have an exact count because the kids were free. But, uh, <laughs> nice. We, we were we were around there, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and the hillside really started to fill in after a while, yeah. too. We, we were having so much fun, we were turning around and looking at it because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we were having such a blast down by the stage. So, yeah, we're really excited to be at the event this year. Uh, but we want to get talking about, like, what actually is going on and, and the work that you guys are doing. Because the concert is obviously kind of the fun part mm-hmm. here. But um, the, the really the most important things going on with Heartbeats Inc. Um, are the things going on behind the scenes. So, uh, first... Like, I, I just, I guess we kind of skipped the formalities here, um, but tell us a little bit about yourself and then how you got into Beats for Heartbeats. So um, first, why don't you just tell us a little bit about Marcus Smith. Who is Marcus Smith? Uh, I am a father of three. I've been married 10 years now. Um, just kind of grew up in the area here, just, just around Milwaukee, a little bit north of Milwaukee um, in West Bend, Wisconsin. And, uh, you know, just became... Something that's a little more personal to me. I'm just going to relate it to the, uh, you know, the pro-life issues here that we're talking about that heartbeats exist to to support. But uh, it really, no, it's going to go into a little bit of how it came into it came into existence. Um, we, my wife and I, we were um, we were just kind of we were sitting home and uh, we saw the the New York legislature uh, clapping in 2019. Um, for the, you know, pro-choice bill that they that they deemed it, where it pretty much allows abortion up to any reason, up to any point of uh, pregnancy, and you know, you kind of just you kind of just sit back and you think, you know, what can I do? You know, you can sit there, throw a Facebook post out, and leave it there. You know, tons of people do, but Christians need to start stepping up and not just talking, but also acting and uh, being more vocal because being not both kind of got us where we are today. But uh, in, re- in regards to that too, you know, we I sat down and I thought about, you know, what can we actually do to make an impact? Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not one to kind of like go rah, rah for, le- for legislation. I mean, you don't change people's hearts that way. I mean, just take a look at everything that goes on. So I'm more about your community and starting there and changing the hearts of people and do, and then let the, let the ripples go out from there. Um, so, at the time, I was involved with a church softball league around here. We started a uh, mid-season game fundraiser for the churches that are involved with the, with the league. Um, then the funds raised at that event was up to, um, you know, one of the churches that we deemed. Uh, uh, but that particular year, I thought, well, why don't we do something different and give it to um, Wells Lutherans for Life that year? I got in touch with uh, Sir Joel Lindloff. I'm not sure if you guys are aware of him um, or know of him, but uh, he's my cousin. We talk regularly. We I talked to him about it, and we kind of had the same feelings. And he got me in touch with uh, Wells Lutherans for Life, and decided the funds that year would go to them. Um, but to take it one step further, you know, to kind of make it bigger, yeah. um, draw more people, raise more funds, I I thought about uh, seeing if we could bring Coine to the event. And for those of you that don't know who Coine is, they're just they're a, um, a Wisconsin-based uh, Christian band around here. Um, they travel all over the country, but uh, 
the base around here, and I'm like, well, the guy goes in my church. You know, I think I might be able to talk to him about that. <laughs> but uh, I know they were uh, winding down a little bit um, as far as like doing so many shows. So I talked to um, a guy that I knew actually babysat his kids with my wife, but I'd never really talked to him outside of that. And I sent him a text out of the blue and said, hey, <laughs> I need you for 10 minutes. You know, what? <laughs> let me know when you're available. So he called me that night and he said, it's just really weird. You know, me and my partners, we were just talking about this today and how it's weighing on our hearts and our, and our minds to, you know, do, what do you do? So I told him my idea on, you know, how I'm going to go about it. But I'm like, I know you're friends with, with Brian, you know, can you set up a meeting with me? So he did. So, uh, I always get the name of this conference up in Oshkosh, but. Oh yeah. Uh, Men of his word. Right. Men of his word. Yeah. Men of his word. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we got a meeting there and I talked to Brian and he said, yeah, we're not, we're kind of done with, he's like, I love what you guys, what you're trying to do, but we're kind of done with this events. I said, well, why don't we do a big event? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I said, there's a outdoor amphitheater in West Bend at the fairgrounds. Why don't we just go there and, you know, bring a couple other musical guests, get some, come uh, get speakers there. You know, I was thinking more along the lines of like Jeremy Maddock, you know, any other passer around time of grace that are great speakers and, you know, really preach the word that way and just, and just make our ripple there and see what happens. And a few short months later, we're, we're doing our first year and now we're in year four. So that's how it kind of came to be. Yeah. Marcus, what do you do for a living? Uh, sales. <laughs> okay. So it's not, not a huge passion, but maybe we can cut that part out, but yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, so, and the reason I'm asking that is, is, um, you're just a regular dude, right? You're not like a, a pastor with a big audience. You you weren't, you know, like involved in some big organization or something like that. You're just a salesman who had a, a desire to do something about uh, an issue you care passionately about. Is that correct? Yep. And, and, uh, and, and, and like you said, um, a lot of Christians do feel strongly about these issues, and we should. We care deeply and passionately about them, um, but most of us never actually get off the couch and do something, mm -hmm. right? So what do you think made the difference for you that you got up and actually went up and did something? You know, it's pretty hard to say, to be honest. Um, I don't know what the motivation is for different people. Some people could just be fear-based. Like, right now, you come out as a pro-life, and you could have an X on your back, you know? So not a lot of people are too excited to do that. So a lot of people just donate or you want to just keep it small, which is fine. But, uh, you know, God called us to live boldly in our faith and in the gospel. And, uh, you know, to me, it's more about actions than words. And that's how I feel churches should, should operate, to be honest. I mean, I think a lot of people are looking at a church from the outside in will say that I don't really care what you say, but if you don't do what you what you say, it means nothing. So at the end of the day, we should be doing something. And I just said my time is now, I guess. And you know, I just said I don't know how to do it, but I'll find a way to do it. And as long as I walk with a hum humble heart and uh, keep my eyes fixed on Christ and His mission and glorifying Him, then you know I think He'll bless it. Yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's, awesome. it's super cool. Um, so I'm still curious, though, because you, you said a couple of key phrases in there, right? Like actions 
over words, essentially, is what you said. Um, uh, the idea of faith being active and the idea of living boldly. And, and as much as those are a part of the Christian faith, we don't, frankly, often see men actually step up and do that. Um, so I, I guess to, to maybe rephrase the question and fire it at, at, back at you again, um, what is it like? Why? Maybe not why even. I'm trying to think of how to ask the question, but um, what is it that you think made you more bold than, frankly, the average the average man wouldn't have gone out and done this? Um, any idea, maybe, or insights into into what's going on in your mind, in your heart, or even in your spiritual life, where you're going? Yeah, I'm just going to go take a big bold risk, and maybe somebody will paint an X on my back. Maybe this will fail gloriously. You know, maybe nobody will show up to the concert. Mm -hmm. Maybe this won't work. Um, but I'm just going to go do it anyway. And like you said, walk with a humble heart and see if the Lord blesses it. Um, to that, I have to say, you know, not just for me, but for people that want to do something, you know, don't expect that when you're going to do something, especially something that pleases the Lord, that the world's going to love it. They're actually probably going to hate it. So if you're expecting people to cheer you, then don't, mm. <laughs> don't do this. I don't know. You know, they killed Jesus, you know, the fairs and supposedly religious people of Jesus. What makes you think they won't do the same to you? you know? And, you know, Jesus says in the Bible that, you know, there's no greater, uh, I forget how it's worded now, there's no greater reward or no greater sign of love than for a brother to lay down his life for his friends. You know, and that's exactly what Jesus did, so why not walk in his footsteps? Not to say that I want to be martyred, but, but you know, <laughs> if, uh, you know, if things were to ultimately happen and something like that, you know, my my eternity isn't the earth. My eternity is my heavenly home. So keeping that in mind, what can they take from me? And they awesome. can't take anything. So when you're walking the path of Christ and you're trying to do your best, and so we all fail, um, just keep that in just keep that in mind. You know, you're not you're gonna make friends, but you're gonna make a lot more enemies. Yeah. And I know that probably sounds like a deterrent, but but at the same time. You're, what are you here for? You're here to go and make disciples of all nations. So if you're supposed to do that, and you're only making friends, well then I don't think that you're, you know, walking the path that you're supposed to. So, to step boldly, know that Christ is with you, and trust Him. That's all you can do. Yeah, yeah. I I'm absolutely I'm absolutely absolutely with you. I mean, I appreciate your boldness too, man. Like I'm already loving Gus is laughing at me because I'm like fist pumping while you're talking over here. Um, like you, you, you say it so simply, um, but what you're saying is incredibly bold. Um, and, and I absolutely love it. And, and it, um, not to toot you, your, no, that's not nope. how that works. <laughs> not to toot your heart too much. <laughs> that's not how that phrase works. But anyway, um, I, 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 I it's refreshing honestly, to hear somebody just speak so simply and boldly, and you're saying things that um, need to be said, but you're just saying a matter of factly, and, and it's absolutely marvelous to hear. Go ahead, Gus. Uh, and something that I'm kind of curious about, it's like, I, I kind of wonder how often there are guys who are in a position that they want to do something, but then they just don't have the resources around them or the people, you know, the connections and stuff. Like, is there anything you can say to that, to like the guys that don't have well, don't know how to reach out to the people that they should to be able to get things like this rolling. I mean, would you have any advice to that nature? I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> um, so the thing that I know now, I didn't know when I did it four years ago. Um, you know, for for me, my, my spiritual faith and journey has been 
you know, probably similar to some, but a lot of different than others. And through this, you know, I've grown very, I've grown up a lot in my faith. Still, I'll always say I'm spiritually immature, but I'm light years away from where I was. And uh, it doesn't directly answer your question, but at the same time, um, make sure that you have your goal of what you're trying to do. And if you don't know how to do it, then talk, you know, <laughs> the, the well, I'm going to use the well because, you know, that's, that's what we are, but there are a lot of resources within the wells and just people around you because this a pro-life issue is not just, you know, a Christian's issue. This is just, this is everybody's issue, you know? And uh, if you have a passion for it and you have mm-hmm. the desire to do it, you'll find a way. Anything else, and I know it's cliche, but you'll find excuses why not to. So if you're going to do something, it will come up, but you just go through it. Mm-hmm. Nothing's going to be smooth. That's just the kind of mindset I have. So I, I don't, I guess I probably won't answer people. I don't have a book yeah. on it. I don't yeah, have like, hey, do these things in this order sure. and you'll be yeah. successful. There's none of that. I mean, life isn't like that. So <laughs> find a way that you're passionate to do something and then do it. Music speaks to me. Right. And uh, it it doesn't fill my cup, but it makes it overflow, if that makes sense. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why I wanted to do a music event. Yeah, so. I love it. It's one, well, one of my favorite stories is, um, oh boy, now I totally blanked. Um, oh, okay. One of my favorite stories is the story of Jonathan, um, and and um, when he and his armor bearer are standing on one, they're standing on the top of one hill, and there's a bunch of Philistines on top of another hill, and there's like a ravine in between them, and the Philistines start shouting threats at the at Jonathan and his armor bearer, and they're th- shouting threats back, you know, and and Jonathan sa- looks at his armor bearer and says, you know what, let's go up there and fight those dudes. Perhaps the Lord will bless it. Um, and the implication is, yo, we might go die, but maybe <laughs> the Lord will bless it and we'll win. And um, that kind of bold faith, like you don't even you don't even see faith like that often in Scripture. Um, but that's that's the kind of bold faith that 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 the Lord is asking for, right? Just complete surrender to Him. Perhaps the Lord will bless it. Um, and that's the kind of the theme I think of what I'm hearing from you is an attitude of, hey, let's give it a shot. Perhaps the Lord will bless it, and so far He has, and it's really cool to see what's going on. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so to continue on here, the um, the issues that we're talking about with Beats for Heartbeats, which are, um, oh, I didn't write them down. Oh, okay, I did write them down. Here we go. Like abortion, euthanasia, foster care, adoption, human trafficking, um, and then even like suicide and euthanasia prevention. Um, you are not, you, you mentioned earlier that um, this is not a an issue that is unique to, you know, Beats for Heartbeats or even really honestly not even to the christian community but it's it it is something that christians and the christian community care deeply about and you can see that especially now that the roe v wade stuff has changed a little bit um and you've been able to see that for many years what is it about the christian faith do you think um that puts this right at the center of our of our political platforms at the moment like why is this something that christians care so much about well i mean to put it simply i mean we're all created in the image of God. So if he puts that kind of importance on us, why wouldn't we put that on to our, onto our neighbors, regardless of if they believe or not, you know, he knew us, he knit us together. He knit us together in the womb. 
So we should protect one another. I mean, that's pretty much one of his commandments, isn't it? <laughs> you know, that don't take advantage of your neighbor, make sure that they are taken <laughs> care of and their stuff. And uh, I mean, it's phasing. Obviously, you guys will know that to a T more than I will, but, uh, um, you know, just I think about stuff like that. It's just, it just seems like common sense to me. You know, I don't know how people can take life, even if it's, you know, seems convenient or, or anything like that. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know, and I guess, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but, you know, it, it really just kind of pulls on my heart, to be honest. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, any one of my kids going through depression to the to the extent that they want to kill themselves. I can't imagine one of my kids getting taken, you know, and then being sold to, you know, sex trafficking. You know, I can't imagine, you know, aborting one of my kids. That, that doesn't make sense. Um, and, and really, the people that deal with that, they don't need judgment, they need love. I mean, people make mistakes. And a lot of the world just tells them, you know, nothing that really fills their heart, the hole that they have, you know. And I think a lot of people that search for things in life are searching for earthly things that are never designed to fill you up and to, you know, fill in the gaps, as it were. Only Jesus can do that and his promise and, and salvation. And people that don't have that struggle. And a lot of people that, you know, we talk about these pro-life issues are struggling with that. One, because they may have had an abortion in the past, struggle with depression, you know, maybe have gone through sex trafficking or some sort of sexual abuse. And those people have a hard time expressing themselves, especially within the church setting because of, you know, maybe they, that they feel, you know, and us as Christians are are there to not judge them or come down on them, but to show them the love that Jesus showed them, just like he did it with the woman at the well. You know, she lived her whole life backwards. Jesus came and asked for water when that's not really what he needed. You know, so in the grand scheme of things, you know, even though that a pro-life issue is not just a Christian, Christian issue, I believe that it involves a Christian a Christian solution. And uh you know, some people will agree, some people won't. Yeah. Uh, amen. I think you're hitting it right on the head. Um and pulling on my heartstrings a little bit too. Um I think uh I I completely I completely agree with you on the side of like I I just can't imagine going through it or doing it like some of these things myself. Right. Um, and I can't imagine having been on the victimhood side of any of these things either. Um, and it's kind of beyond, it's beyond my ability to grasp in my mind. And I think that's something that maybe even makes these issues more challenging because personally, I don't struggle with depression and very rarely struggle with anxiety. I've never really had the desire to take my own life. Um, I've never been sexually abused. Uh, I've never had been in a situation where I was considering an abortion. Like, I've never experienced any of that. Um, and I think um, sometimes for people like me who've been blessed enough to never have experienced any of these things, it's almost harder to um, not empathize. That's not the right word, but it's almost harder to 
um, it's almost harder to maybe empathize is the right word. Um, but it's just, it's a, it's an issue that's so distant from my personal life on a day-to-day basis that sometimes, um, it isn't something that I'll get all up in arms about. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and, uh, I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate opportunity. Like, so one of the things that, um, you guys do at the event itself, uh, that I really do appreciate is bringing up people to talk about what's going on, um, and talk about what funds are being raised for and things like that. Um, and without having conversations like the one we're having right now, or the ones that you guys have at events like this, um, without those kinds of conversations, I think sometimes we don't realize how big of an issue it is. I think that's yeah. where I was trying to get. Um, and so that's one of the big pieces of, of what, what the ministry, frankly, that you guys are doing, I think is getting the word out so people know and they understand. And then they also have an opportunity to do something to help. Uh, so my question is beats for heartbeats doesn't directly battle these issues. Right. Um, but they raise funds for you guys raise funds for organizations that do. So what, organizations do you guys support how do you get connected with them and how do you decide how the funds that you raise uh get distributed yeah so that's a good question so we at board we sit down every year um and go through um different organizations that we want to support and uh you know vet them that way um so with all the issues that we're talking about i'll just lay them out clearly um abortion and uh pregnancy counseling is one like bucket if you want to put it there Adoption is the next, suicide and depression is the next, and then followed by psychic trafficking. So what we want to do is we want to partner with local Christian organizations that deal in those different buckets. So um, it could be the same one that we use in, in in a bucket, you know, in consecutive years, but it, they could all change. You know, it's not it's not uh, locked down on a year. This one organization gets it. But uh, so that so the Organizations we're working with this year um, for the abortion side of things is Seed of Hope out of West Bend, Wisconsin. Uh, they do a lot of pregnancy counseling. They well, they don't just do that. They, you know, a lot of a lot of people think that you know a pro a pro life pregnancy center. What are they there for? Well, just to not have the person have an abortion, right? Well, that's not really true. You know, what they do is, and I can speak for Seed of Hope, and I'm sure there's tons of them out there. But they have like a mock kitchen made up because a lot of these, you know, young women that are having these children don't know how to live for themselves. You know, they teach them how to cook. You know, they they have like a store where people have donated um, diapers, wipes, clothes that they can go and get their baby set up. You know, it's not like they have to purchase it even. You know, mm-hmm. they, they'll go out, they'll go buy groceries with them, teach them how to, you know, provide in that way for their children, which is really cool. So they really go the extra mile there. Um, in the adoption side of things, this is a new one that we're working with. They're called the Evangelical, um, <clears throat> Evangelical Child and Family Agency, and uh, they they do get into um, pregnancy counseling and like that too. But we have them for our adoption bucket this year. Uh, they're a new organization. Um, you know, they believe that they can make a difference in children, you know, both domestically and internationally. So they got a very big, you know broad scope on what they want to accomplish. Um, so they'll also be at the event, which is really cool. It's not by their booth. Um, but like, like the organization that you guys just interviewed, um, Christian Family Solutions, uh, they are de- they are depression and our suicide bucket. Uh, they were there last year too. 
Um, we met with them. You know, they have people that you can call just to talk to if you're having issues, you're going for counseling, you know, for any kind of, you know, marital issues or just you need somebody to talk to basically. And they'll they'll take the time with you. You know, they're there to help you and to not just say, well, you should look at them right side, you know, because Jesus came to save you because that doesn't really work all the time. You know, to be quite honest, I mean, some people just they need more than just that if that makes sense that might not that might not sound good but they just <laughs> we in our in our circles we understand that even though times get tough you know we always come back to jesus but people who don't necessarily understand the love that jesus has that may not be as meaningful to them is what i'm trying to get a, across but they are there to shine a light on that to bring them to know jesus love it's probably a better way to say it um mm-hmm. and then for the Sex trafficking is um, uh, the underground operation, Underground Railroad. Uh, they are a global company. We don't really have any contacts there, but they they are the organization that we've used every year. Uh, there aren't really any Christian-based sex trafficking organizations out there. So um, not that I've come across that we would want to partner with yet. So if there's anybody out there that knows anybody, get, get in touch with me. I'd love to talk to them. But uh you know, that being said, you know, just to kind of give you an overview, like, well, we're not really affected by some of these issues here. Um, in the world, there are, I think it was in the last last year, um, I don't know if it's in the last year, but uh, in recent history, there have been 40.3 million victims of human trafficking globally. And they estimate, you know, hundreds of thousands, almost a million just here in the U.S., I mean, you think about that, it's a lot of people, <laughs> you know, a lot of people that are being sold, you know, into slavery, basically. And, uh, you know, there's a chance that you probably know somebody that has been affected by it. So, and a lot of, uh, one of the stats that I heard that always kind of stuck with me, um, and I'm probably going to butcher, but it's either six out of 10, seven out of 10 women that have considered an abortion or have gone into an abortion facility say that they regularly go to church. So if you think about that, the 10 women there, there's a good chance half of them have considered an abortion because of something that's happened to them, you know, whether it's one thing or another. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these issues are a lot closer than you think. And that's why talking to people in your congregations, you know, as pastors, not kind of sweep under the rug saying, oh, well, we're just in Washington County here. That doesn't really affect us that much. Well, it does. And to think that it doesn't, I think, is underserving the people that you are there to shepherd. Yeah, we kind of touched on that a uh, uh, bro. The last bro, <coughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, we kind of touched on that a little bit at the last broadcast that we did. Honestly, the first one back talking about how they've got the they're trying to use what what were they doing? Trying to use federal money to create transportation to get women to abortion clinics across state lines if they need it. Yeah, particularly in Illinois, they're setting up huge abortion centers like right on the highway. Um, and then there's like independent organizations that are trying to get funding for women to come into the state specifically to get an abortion. Um, and then uh, Joe Biden uh, directed his staff um, specifically to try and find a way to f- get women funds so that they can go to states that do have abortion clinics so that they can get an abortion if they live in a state that doesn't, um, which is just mind boggling. Um, but it's very much a real issue 
Well, and with right that, we are. well, and with that news, it brought up the conversation of, you know, be supportive of the pregnant women in your life. You know, I mean, especially the ones that are younger, you know, if you know that they're coming from a broken situation or uh, have a past that it probably might not be the cleanest, you know, to be able to show them the love and support that uh, they probably aren't getting from other areas of their life. You know, that's what the church is for is to be able to reach out and well, and frankly, it highlights okay. our responsibility as men too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, from a from a strictly you know personal standpoint, the um, like if you're obviously as Christian men, we ought to be behaving ourselves um, and <laughs> and doing things the Lord's way, if you will. Um, but the reality is, if you are involved with a girl and you do have an unexpected pregnancy, there's two ways to go. You get well, there's more than two ways to go, but you can support her. Or you can encourage her to go do something um, that's going to be uh, obviously detrimental to the baby, but detrimental to her own heart and her own soul as well. So, um, yeah, these are definitely issues, Marcus, like you said, that that face all of us sooner or later. Yeah, and these are not new new age issues. I mean, back at, I think they're in Egyptian times or even Roman times, you know, children weren't even considered humans until two years old. So what a what a father could do is if he wanted to reject the child, he could go legally go leave it out in the wilderness to die. So they just didn't have abortion procedures back then. That was their abortion procedure. So it's not new, but it's you know something that's been dealing with for a long time. So when you say that, well, God's never dealt with this issue, he has seen it all. You know, he knows what I like and take it to your father. And as far as like just. As well as just taking, you know, the one step further, what you get about helping out the pregnant women. You know, just one of the things I always think about is James 2, 14, it says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such save them? Suppose a brother or sister is out clothes or any daily food. One of you says, go in peace, keep you from well fed, but does nothing. What good is it? You know, we need to have action. Yeah, actually, um, I don't know if you're familiar with this story or idea at all, but um, that's one of the reasons why the Christian church grew as quickly as it did in Rome to the stature that it did is that Romans were actively like putting their they would the Roman boys were more valuable than Roman girls. So the Romans, when they would have a baby girl, would often just take the baby out back and leave it in the trash heap, essentially in the gutters behind their homes and Christians who obviously valued life would come along and they would pick up these infants and raise them. And then later on, Roman soldiers are looking for educated and intelligent and women with good morals, you know, and um, the best place to find those women was in the Christian church. And a whole lot of Roman soldiers became Christians then because of the influence of their well-educated wives, um, because they were Roman babies that were abandoned by the Romans and the Christians raised them. So this is as old as, as old as Christianity. This battle is as old as Christianity. Um, and uh, as long as there have been procreation, there's been issues that have come along with it. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely an issue. Um, that's been facing us for a long time. Um, let's talk about the event itself here as we as we wrap up. Uh, your first event was in 2019, um, and you were already able to bring in Wet, Wet Walker in 2019, um, and then we're able to survive COVID. Um, then you got Crowder last year in 2021, which was awesome. Yeah, and now this year you've got both Rhett Walker and Synctus Real in 2022. So um, can you talk a bit, a little bit about what it takes to get an event like this out of the idea stage into the real world? Um, and then how are you able to scale so quickly in a track acts like Crowder and Synctus Real? 
Um, <clears throat> so as far as putting something together, um, it's the fruit of people's faith. Um, you know, some people are, you know, born to lead, let them lead. Some people, they can give money because that's the blessing that they have and let them give money. Um, organizations, you know, nonprofits <laughs> specifically rely on donations. And uh, we we have some very good um, corporate donors that, you know, really like what we're doing and, uh, you know, support us that way. So you're going to need, you, you need money, but, and you just had <laughs> kind of need to, a, a can-do attitude, right? Um, that's just the way that I put it. But as far as like finding acts and attracting acts, that's actually probably the easiest part of doing it. Um, you can find talent agencies and who is lined up with those talent agencies and you basically just contact them and say, hey, this is what we're looking to do. This is what we want. And, uh, and just negotiate and make it happen. But, uh, you know, a lot of prayerful consideration, though. Like I said, our board is very good at keeping each other focused on God's mission and not bringing it to promoting ourselves. So, like I said, have a servant attitude, be humble about it, keep your eyes focused on Christ, pray about it, and, uh, you know, really do the best you can. I love it. Um, what's the future look like for Beats for Heartbeats? On your website, you have a line that talks about, you know, scaling this thing in the future. So what does what does the future of Beats for Heartbeats look like? You know, um, we do have some pretty lofty goals. Um, there's always a vision that we need to have about what we want to do. Um, the Lord will, will, be, will determine our, our pathway to get there should we be blessed to get there. But we'd like to do concerts um, all over the country. Um, kind of do like a Beats for Heartbeats roadshow of sorts. Um, Ooh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, so we've had talks um, doing it in a different state um, a couple of years ago. It just hasn't really materialized yet, but, you know, that's not to say it won't happen in the future. It's kind of what we have our, our eyes focused on and, you know, as far as the event goes. And that's, uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's a little nugget for the future. <laughs> no, that's <laughs> exciting. I like the idea too, just taking this thing on the road. That'd be super cool. Um, if I decide, so if I'm a listener, right, and I'm thinking about coming to the events on September 17th at the Washington Town County Fairgrounds, uh, what can I expect? Like, what's the experience like? Um, so we have all, all the organizations that we talked about before. They're all going to be there. So it'll be, it's a great time to get to the point knowing what to do or what to say or where to bring people and the organizations that can help you or people that you, you hear of. Um, so you can meet them. It's all very positive. Like I said, I, mean, I don't get into the political realm of it or get worried about what governments do. And that's not what we do here at the event. Um, I know there's a lot of the topics that we have are very heavy. But we just keep it really just focused back on Christ, about his love, mercy, and forgiveness. So when you come there, everybody's – it's a very easygoing atmosphere. We're there praising our Lord and Savior. Uh, we get to hear um, uh, Pastor Jerry Maddock is going back to do um, another speech, which you know leaves everybody pretty quiet when he's talking. So I'm uh, looking forward to that once again um, and just hearing the positive message and reassurance of, <laughs> of the joy that Christians do have. And that's, you know, our salvation in Jesus. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I, you guys made, I had never heard of Rhett Walker before I went to the 2019 one. And you guys made me a Rhett Walker fan. Uh, he's on my, I listen to him fairly often now. So he's definitely on my list. And then, I mean, just knowing Brian, 
uh, from Koine is a blessing. Actually, I had a bunch of their kids as a teacher, which is kind of fun. Um, but n- knowing those guys personally is fun. But the fact that they play the music that they play and it's like good, fun uh, versions of Lutheran hymns. And then they also have some of their own original music, which is super yeah. fun to listen to. Um, and it's a, it's a cool vibe, too. Like you guys have a cool mixture of music because Rhett Walker kind of does the Nashville rock kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Koine, which is like an indie rock worship band. And then on the front end, you got uh, him and her worship. Now, Seth from him and her is actually so Ezra Bloomer, who's on this podcast all the time. He, it's, it's Seth is his cousin. Yep. Um, Seth also played college football with me. Um, so we were lifting buddies back in the day and he was one of the first ever guests on Gird Up way back in the day and actually reposted. This was an accident. I didn't intend this, um, but I reposted or rebroadcast part of his interview um, pretty recently here on Gird Up as well. So if you want to listen to Seth, you can listen to that um, right here on Gird Up. Let's look at one of the links around. Um, but the music is is absolutely a phenomenal experience, too. Like, I don't think I've ever had. Um, I, so I am fairly I love music, like you said, Marcus. I, I music really speaks to me. I, I enjoy it. You, I'm, there's always music playing at my house. I've always got music going in my headphones. Um, but I am also a good German conservative <laughs> in my attitude, you know. So it's usually arms crossed, sitting down, nodding, and I very much appreciate it. And my eyes and my face might be animated, but the rest of me is not. But last year with Crowder, man, I had my hands in the air like I was moving. I, I've i never had another worship experience quite like that. I don't, it's probably not a worship experience. I don't know if you want to use whatever. <laughs> Nobody cares. Um, um, it was just a wonderful opportunity to just let go and enjoy um some some uh, camaraderie and fellowship with the people around me. There were a bunch of people there that were um, not connected with our synod either, which was really fun. We were talking yeah. to a guy who like made wooden crosses um, and he sells them online. Yeah, yeah, and he's super the shirt, into that. He? Yeah, that and he was asking about yeah. the gird up shirts, and he was like, it was just so cool to meet all kinds of different people. Yeah, yeah um, reunite with some people that we had known before uh, to see all the different um, the different groups that you're that that you guys are. Uh, working with and then am, do, am i remembering correctly that there was a, a beer garden there too is yeah, that right yeah there was right yeah they had oh, spotted cow spotted <laughs> okay Hi, it was just so it was so much fun man and so i'm really excited to go back and looking forward to it um and uh do it has that festival atmosphere to it and i think part of that is that you have so many different acts and so many things going on but even like the kids running around and playing games in the background and the music playing and all that um man I, i'm really excited to go back again gus what did you think we were, we had a blast together <laughs> yeah. no um, i thought i think one of the things that made it i mean maybe not more exciting but just different was it wasn't at a church you know you really i never listened like Koine, they've come to my home church in montana a couple of times and every time they've come, it's awesome, right? Except, you know, it's definitely not like a not the same vibe. You're not there. Uh, I guess what that is more of a worship setting. Like when artists like that come to your church, whereas when you're out there and it's actual concert and you're doing this crazy huge fundraiser, there's a lot. I don't know. I'd say there's a lot more electricity. Maybe you could say energy oh, yeah. about it. So yeah, I don't. I don't know, and all the little booths that were set up up and down the way, you know, showing different, uh, different, uh, well, oh, I don't know what I'm trying to well, say. Well, I mean, like uh, the, the artists that... had their booths up too. Yeah, and there you go. You're buying yeah. merch and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it was awesome. Marcus, I'm curious, what's your, like, that when, when all the planning and execution is done and the event is finally happening, what's your favorite part of the day? <laughs> Probably. 
probably those tackles on because oh, I know. Oh, sorry, I'm that that got a little glitchy um, there. Can you say that again? <laughs> yeah. Well, I said um, probably when the when the headliner goes on because then I know my job is much done. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, mean, I enjoy doing it. It's a lot of fun. Sure. Um, but it's a lot of work. So to put on something like this, so it's definitely um, and a lot of times I can't sleep the night before. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, for sure. Know, I'll probably only sleep like three hours before the event, um, like for like the night of. So I'm probably up for close to I don't know six <laughs> hours in a forty hour period. <laughs> so. Um, no, it, it just because I let my brain sleep. It's just it's going all the time. But uh, no, as far as like the event goes, honestly. <laughs> oh wow. And uh, you know, this is kind of I don't know if it's I don't think it's anti wells, but when just like you said, you see other people there that are not wells. It's amazing yeah. what you can do when you break down barriers. Um, and that's that can be taken any number of ways, the ways that you want it. But Catholics are there, non-denominational people are there. I'm sure there's some Baptist people there. You know, all coming together and actually linking ours for sure. an issue. That Christians, which is an overreaching umbrella, should be linking arms, right? Um, and I think that's really tough nowadays to do. But I think there's a time and a place where you can do it. And, you know, you shouldn't feel guilty about that. You know, Christ didn't come into this world, you know, a Wells member. And he didn't leave this world a Wells member. And that's How not a knock on the Wells. you! <laughs> I know, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're going to take me off the podcast now. I'm sure of it, but... No, this is a decidedly you know, not Wells podcast. <laughs> we are Wells, so, but it's not a Wells podcast. Just like our organization as well. So, but just keep that in mind. I mean, the way to heaven is through Jesus and Jesus alone. Nothing we can do can can change that. And it doesn't mean that only Lutherans are getting saved. That doesn't mean that only Catholics are getting saved. There's going to be different people with a different denomination name that are getting saved. And it's cool to see kind of a melting pot of it come together. You know, when a lot of times they point fingers at each other, you know, and cause division. So it's an it's interesting to me. It brings a smile to my face, um, to be honest, to see it. Any sort of unity is cool (laughs) Um, and not division. But uh, again, I Everything I do, um, I reference back to scripture and to make sure that what I'm doing is correct um, and God pleasing. And as long as my, as long as that all lines up, then hey, thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not very often that you get to have that many people come together in agreement right off the bat. You know, I mean, like you said, like it's a melting pot of people and they're all showing up because they agree that the issue that we're trying to raise money for is something that needs to be done. You know, and so right away, you're not going in with your guns up and trying to argue. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah you already have something you know in common I mean? when you walk in the door. Yeah. So. Maybe this is inside baseball, but I got one more question for you. Is Rhett Walker as fun to hang out with as he appears to be from the outside? Because <laughs> that dude, his Instagram is just so much fun. Like, there's something new every day, and he just always seems like he's having the time of his life. So, is he is he is, is he as cool as he seems in in real life? Um, yeah, he's. I mean, I don't like know him, know him personally. I've met him, you know, a handful of times, obviously. But what you see on his social media feed is exactly who he is in real life. You know, that's not a, that's not a fake guy. <laughs> he is that's awesome. He is exactly how you would imagine him to be. Would be my guess. But he's a fun he's a fun guy. Uh just real quick, I wanted to throw this uh question out. I don't know if we covered it or not, but uh uh if people can't attend a, the event, like how can they still get involved? Um 
one, I mean, I know I say this, and you know, I truly mean it from the bottom of my heart. Please just pray. You know, not for our organization, but the organizations that actually do the work. Um, we're able, we're blessed with the talents and abilities to give them a platform that's probably bigger than what they can put on. But they're doing frontline work, um, so keep them in your prayers because you know you can see in the news, you know, a lot of uh, pro-life buildings are getting attacked. Um, these people go to work there every single day. Um, so keep them in your thoughts and your prayers because um, they need it. Um, outside of that, you can go to beatsforheartbeats.com. You can go and donate there. Uh, the money that is raised um, goes to these organizations, and uh, every dollar that you give, you know, counts. You know, so if you can't if you can't make it and still want to support us, you know, please go there. You can go to at uh, Heartbeat Sing for our Venmo. You can donate that way, or you can go to our website. All right. We'll make sure we include those links down below. If you're thinking about heading to the event, start listening to some uh, Sanctus Real and Rhett Walker on your way to work and get used to that music so you can rock out with us when we get there. Uh, Marcus, it's been an absolute blessing to have you on. It's been a fun conversation. Honestly, inspiring, too. Um, I'm obviously kind of a go-getter if I have a you know podcast and I left everything to go to ministry and all that kind of stuff. And you still got my got my that's not the right. I'm not going to say that. You still got me excited about going going forth and and, and doing some things. So um, thank you for thank you for letting us into your life a little bit and, and some of what your thought process is. Um, thank you for having the guts and the faith to go out and start um, an organization like this and and be the guy that does get off the couch and give us the opportunity, um, to support the organizations that you do. Um, and just genuinely fun to meet you too, man. I love the way you just speak simply and boldly about what you believe. Um, and you, and you're not afraid to back it up with your actions. So thank you for your time, man. Uh, we look forward to meeting you in person over at Heartbeats for Heartbeats and, and, uh, God's blessings, brother. Thank you for having me guys. All right. Uh, gentlemen, like I said, links down below. Um, you'll find everything you need right there to either donate to Beats for Heartbeats or to find information about the show itself. Um, God's blessings, fellas. Go be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time. On behalf of all those involved in producing, recording, editing, and distributing this episode, thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you'd like to contact us with comments, questions, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at any of the links in the description below or on our website. Please consider supporting the work of Gird Up Ministries by donating on Patreon, shopping at our online store, or making a $5 cup of coffee donation at www.girdupministries.com. Those donations help us make more great content just like this for young men just like you. Make sure you like, friend, follow, and subscribe to Gird Up and all of our guests on your social media platforms and consider leaving a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to the Gird Up podcast so that others can find us and be blessed by our content too. As always, thanks for listening. Now go and be the man that God created you to be. We'll see you next time.